Hey, good morning, everybody. We can't stop now. We can see in Acts chapter number four, Peter and John are arrested for preaching. In the midst of them being arrested, 5,000 people believe and are saved again. But here it is, the confrontation of forward momentum being hindered. The ending of that quote by Frank DiMaggio says that momentum is fueled by a series of wins. They've been winning since the, the upper room. We can see miracle after miracle. Thousands are being saved. And now they're engaged in a confrontation where the Sadducees and uh, the rulers of the court and the temple guards uh, bring them in. They, they hear Peter's sermon again. They let them go, but here's the commandment. Whatever you do, don't preach in Jesus' name. What do you do? when you have to stand in the midst of confrontation that comes to hinder fuel momentum. Let's engage this session on today, the power to stand. Enjoy this moment of worship and I'll be back right with the word. God bless, peace. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. It is your will, our redeemer, our strength, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The power to stand, we can't stop now. I want you to hashtag that today. We can't stop now. You and I can't stop now. I like this quote by Frank DiMaggio. Momentum is a focused intensity over time multiplied by God, resulting in unstoppable forward motion. It is fueled by a series of wind. Momentum is a focused intensity over time multiplied by God, resulting in an unstoppable fueled forward motion. It is fueled by a series of winds. Winning matters in the kingdom of God. From the time that they were all filled together in the upper room, they started winning souls to the kingdom. Peter preaches after the 120 are filled, and about 3,000 souls were added on that day. Peter and John in Acts 3 meet a man at the gate called Beautiful, who was lame from birth, and the man gets healed, and it sparks so much attention that they arrive at a place where we can see how many ministries and churches and even organizations can lose their momentum of winning. I, I wanna really engage each and everybody on today or each and every one of you on today that winning matters in the kingdom of God. Winning matters so much that we will always be confronted with the issues that come to hinder fuel momentum. I want to say that again by Frank DiMaggio. Momentum is a focused intensity over time multiplied by God, resulting in unstoppable fueled forward motion. It is fueled by a series of winds. When we look at this clearly again, they, want, they begin winning from the time that they were filled in the upper room and they continue to win, and we can see here in chapter number four where winning now becomes a struggle or a compromise. 
But I want to tell you today, we can't stop now. After the lame man is seen walking, Peter and John are now speaking to the people in chapter number four, and they are approached by the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees. I want you to look right at Acts 4. Let's look at verses uh, 1 and 2. Uh, we're going to do a lot of reading on today, but I really want you to really key in on this. As they were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and the Sadducees came up to them. Verse number 2 says, being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming Jesus the resurrection from the dead. <laughs> Momentum is fueled by a series of wins. The forward motion of Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered in a room, one place together. Suddenly, a wind uh, from heaven came and filled the room, and they were all filled together uh, Peter begins to preach to those that are confused. Uh, we can see that they believe, and he begins to exhort, and he begins to testify. And about 3,000 uh, on that day uh, were saved. Uh, a community was changed. The lame man uh, is now walking. Uh, those believers are amazed and filled with wonder. Peter and John continue to preach the message, but they are confronted by those in the temple because they're disturbed because they're preaching Jesus. Come on now. How many of you have experienced the confrontation of a family member that is disturbed because you're preaching Jesus? A co-worker that's disturbed because you're preaching Jesus? Uh, 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 someone that you're close to because you're preaching Jesus, they're disturbed. Can, can I really give it to you here? Uh, preaching Jesus disturbs people who are not really connected to who he is. When you begin to really preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're not just going to ruffle feathers, but you're going to disturb the spirit of the enemy. You're going to disturb the enemy of the accuser of the brethren. He's going to come to accuse you that you're preaching heresy. Come on now. And, and I believe that we have watered down the gospel so that we're not getting in trouble and so that we're not losing people and so that we can keep the crowds and we can keep the money and all of that coming in. But can I give it to you? When you really preach Jesus, you might start losing people. Come on now. Uh, uh, it, it says that there were about um, there were about 120,000 or more people in Jerusalem and probably more around the festivals. And we can see only 3,000 were saved out of 120,000. That's not a lot of people. Uh, we, we can see uh, that the believers are being saved, but in, in, in some instances, uh, 
People are being turned off more than they're being saved. Why? Because the name of Jesus, when it's preached the right way, it will disturb you. It will, it will convict you to the point that you either like it or you don't like it. Or you'll never be in the middle to say, uh, I really don't know. You're either going to like Jesus or you're not going to like the Jesus teaching. Uh, this ministry of Peter and John has become so effective uh, that it has fueled a series of wind. There is a series of winds. Uh, uh, there is forward momentum, forward motion uh, that has been, this momentum has been uh, over time multiplied by God, the 120, the 3,000. Uh, we can see the lame man. And, and now we get here uh, to this scripture. And I really want to talk about what do you do? What do you do? when you're confronted with your momentum to be hindered? Well, what do you do when momentum is being impeded upon? And what do you do when we're winning and souls are coming to Christ? Miracles, signs, and wonders are happening. What do you do when your momentum is confronted with opposition you stand your ground. Come on now, I, I need somebody to hashtag that. Uh, you stand your ground. We can't stop now, but what do I do, Pastor, when my momentum is, 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 is being impeded upon with the opposition of my enemy? Come on now, of, of that person that wants to see me lose, that person that wants to see the momentum die. They're unhappy. Uh, the city's unhappy. The school systems are unhappy. Uh, the politicians are unhappy, and they want to shut the churches down. What, what do you do when the name of Jesus Christ uh, is confronted with the opposition to tell you to stop. We can't stop now. What do you do? You've got to stand your ground by not giving into the fear of being arrested by those who can harm you. They're only there to slow you down. We, we can see here that Peter and John are arrested in chapter number four, uh, after they are confronted by uh, the Sadducees, uh, uh, the captain of the temple guard, and the priests, come on now, uh, uh, Ananias and, and uh, uh, Caiaphas, come back again, come on now, that Caiaphas, he just can't get enough. You've already killed Jesus. You've already sent Jesus to the cross. You've already asked Jesus uh, 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 to be put on a cross because you don't believe that he was the Son of God. And here we are, the disciples. Come on now. Uh, it's Caiaphas again. Haven't you had enough? Uh, don't you understand that, that you've already been defeated? The guy that you killed got up in three days? Come on now. Ah, oh, come on now. And they're talking about about the resurrection. Come on now. They're talking about Jesus Christ. What do I do? We can never give in to the fear of being arrested or captured by those who can't really harm us. 
They're only there to slow us down. Uh, we can see right here in verses 1 and 2, they came to slow, to impede, to hinder. Uh, they understood that they could not stop them, but if we can just slow them down, if, if we can just bring fear and intimidation, and, and if, if we can stop you from protesting, if we can stop you from preaching Jesus, if we can stop you from opening the doors of your church, if we can stop signs, wonders, and miracles, if we, if we can just slow it down, maybe we can kind of figure out uh, how we can get in and completely cut it out. They're stopped. What do we do? You can't give in to the fear and the intimidation of being arrested, of being persecuted, of, of being talked about. When, when I think about the civil rights movement, when I think about Martin Luther King, I, I think about all of those men, John Lewis, Jesse Jackson, uh, all of those men who made up in their minds that when we walk out today, we might not make it home. When we walk out today, we might have to spend the night in jail, but it's not going to stop us. It may slow us down, but they can't harm us. Come on now. Uh, 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 you can slow me down, but you can't stop me. Uh, the many nights that they spent in jail, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, who was beaten in jail and left to die, uh, she understood that when she stepped out to become that social, uh, uh, that activist in her community, that she could be arrested because that's what they did. They arrested them. They beat them. Uh, they, 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 they did all types of things to them, but they could not stop them. What do you do? What do you do? You have to stand your ground by remembering that you have an audience that believes in your ministry. Come on. Uh, verse number four said, uh, and, well, 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 verse number three said, and they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day, for it was already evening. But verse number four says, but many of those who had heard the message, come on now, uh, I'm in jail, but you got to remember before you went to jail, somebody heard the message and believed. And the number of the men came about to be 5,000. Come on now, you can't stop me now. I know that they put them in jail, but chapter, but verse number four here in chapter number four says, but many of those who had heard the message, come on now, you got me too late. Come on now, you should have arrested me before I started preaching. The devil is always too late. Can, can, you, can you just hashtag that? The devil is always late. He's never on time. He never has intel to show up on time. Why? Because he doesn't have a plan. He always shows up to the party late after the party's over and he wants to start a fight after everybody has enjoyed themselves, after everybody has celebrated. You always get that crazy, crazy loved one that shows up to the party at the wrong time. Drunk, high, just want to start a fight, don't like nobody. Why? Because the enemy's always late. He's never on time. Uh, when I think about it, you should have caught me before I started preaching. Uh, 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 what do I do? You have to stand your ground by not giving in to the fear or becoming intimidated by those who can't really harm you. They're there to slow you down. And then you've got to remember that you have an audience that believes in your ministry. Come on now. That's why we can't stop now. I, 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 know, that we, I know that we've been uh, forbidden to do church as usual because of the pandemic, but it didn't stop us. It, it probably slowed us down a bit. 
It probably gave us some new avenues. It probably gave us some new ways to do ministry. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? We can still preach. Come on now. You should have attacked the internet. You should have attacked virtual church. The problem that the enemy didn't know is that there were cameras. Come on now, call media. And now there is the red dot. And so we've been able to reach you through a red dot. You can't stop me now. What do you do when fueled momentum is being hindered with the opposition of your accuser? What do you do? What do you do? Don't abort the process of being brought of being brought before your accusers. Come on now, verses 5 through 7. On the next day, their rulers and their elders and their scribes gathered together in Jews of Jerusalem. And, and, and Ananias, the high priest, was there, and Caiaphas, and John Alexander, and all of who were of high priestly descent. When they had placed them in the center, they begin to inquire, by what power or in what name have you done this? Come on now. They were disturbed because Peter spoke Jesus into the lame man's life. And because he spoke Jesus into the lame, man's, the, 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 the lame man's life, he got up and walked. They had a problem that a lame man was no longer lame. Uh, this is, I, I don't understand this. I, 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 I cannot wrap my mind around this concept of tradition. A man has, is, is, is lame from birth, from his mama's womb, and he's healed he doesn't go to the club. Uh, he, he doesn't go down to the street and, and have sex with a woman. He, he, he doesn't go out on the street and start selling drugs. Uh, he goes to the temple immediately, and he's seen praising God by all of those that used to see him sitting at the gate. But Caiaphas, come on, I'm going to keep calling out his name, that Caiaphas and all of those who were in high priestly descent and the captain of the temple guard and those Sadducees still have a problem. Let, let's go back. They had a problem when Jesus healed the man on a Sunday. They had a problem when Jesus uh, told the adulterous woman to uh, sin no more. They, they had a problem when Jesus was doing the same thing. Why does the church have a problem with signs, wonders, and miracles? Uh, uh, you don't question anything else, but you question God's authority and his power. People are being healed. They're being made whole. And we sit up and we have questions about it. Come on now. Uh, they have a problem with Peter and John because they're preaching Jesus. Not only are they preaching Jesus, but 5,000 have believed what they have said, and the, and the evidence is, is the lame man is up walking. He's no longer sitting at the gate that Caiaphas and the other priests probably walked past for years and never extended their hand to help the man. Come on now, but you want to persecute me. What do you do, Pastor G, when fuel momentum uh, is confronted with the opposition of a Caiaphas. Come on now, of a temple guard, uh, of a priest that has all of the word and he prays, but he has no sense to believe that the Holy Ghost is on the scene. Come on now. Uh, uh, when given the opportunity, speak the truth. Come on now. Uh, they're arrested. They're brought before 
the temple leaders. They're put in the center and they say, what power do you have to do this? It's not my power. It's never been my power. I'm only operating under the power that was given to me, Jesus Christ. He said that he would never leave us comfortless. He left me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on now, when giving the opportunity, speak the truth. Verses 8 through 12, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to the rulers and the elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick, to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well, let it all be known. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name, come on now, of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. We can see it again. Peter never leaves his power and authority. He, he, he never pushes it aside. He's always using by the name of Jesus Christ. Come on now. Can somebody say in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Come on now. Uh, uh, we, we have all the power. We can see when he begins to preach. Uh, he reveals the fulfillment in chapter number two. He reveals it when he preaches to them that if you really, really want to be saved, then you got to be baptized and you got to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, 3,000 is saved. He meets the lame man, and he says that if you really want to walk, then you need Jesus. You don't need money. And now he tells the rulers, it's not by my power. It's not by my might, but it's in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel, verse number 10, by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom you, Caiaphas, come on now, uh, the temple guard, the rest of y'all Jews, you, you crucified him. Come on now. The same man you crucified has been raised by God. Come on now. From the dead, he's no longer in the tomb. Uh, come on now. In three days, he got up and, and, and the veil was rent from top to bottom. Everything that he told you happened and you still question by this name, Jesus. Come on now. Can somebody say it's in the name of Jesus. Come on now that we have victory. It's in the name of Jesus that we have the power to stand. It's in the name of Jesus that we have the power to overcome. It's in the name of Jesus that we're able to live life more abundantly. It's in the name of Jesus that I'm no longer condemned. It's in the name of Jesus that I'm able to walk in the power and the authority and the dominion that Jesus Christ walked in. He says that you shall do greater works than I Come on now. Jesus fed the 5,000. Peter and John are winning 5,000 to the church. Y'all ain't heard what I said. Jesus fed 5,000. Jesus ministered to 5,000. But now Peter and John and the apostles are saving 3,000, are healing lame men. Come on now. And they're saving 5,000 thousand while they're in jail. Come on now. I'm in jail and 5,000 men are waiting on me to get out. Come on now. Uh, he is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders which became the chief cornerstone. 
Come on now, when we think about it. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under the heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Peter does not deny himself the opportunity to preach Jesus. I'm already in jail, so the only thing that you can do is kill me. The only thing that you can do is keep me locked up in here. But you can't take my voice. We can't stop now. What do you do when fuel momentum, when the series of winds are being confronted with the opposition of a Caiaphas, come on now, of a temple guard. I can't give in to fear and intimidation. I've got to remember that I have an audience that believes in my ministry. Don't abort the process of being brought before your accusers. Come on now, when given the opportunity, speak the truth. But then here it is, don't succumb or give way to their threats. Come on now, verses 15 through 18. When they ordered them to leave, the council they begin to confer with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For the fact that a noteworthy miracle has taken place through them is apparent to all who live in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. If you can't deny it, then what is the issue? Why do you have an issue? What are you trying to decide to do with them when you've admitted it can't be denied? Verse number 17, but so that it will not spread any further. Come on, look at this. Uh, among the people, let us warn them to speak no longer to any man in this name. Uh, see, they don't even have, uh, they, they don't even have the respect to say Jesus. Come on now, they, they don't even want to say his name. Uh, they deny him. They say in this name. Come on now. When you think about it, don't succumb or give way to their threats. This is one of the biggest fears or, or one of the biggest obstacles that the church has fallen to. We're afraid to preach Jesus to the issues. We're, we're afraid to preach Jesus to uh, a millennial generation. We're, we're afraid to preach Jesus to an older generation. We're, we're afraid to preach Jesus to the sins and, and the evil and the wickedness. Come on now. Uh, the rebellion, the witchcraft, whatever it might be in your life, uh, I'm not getting ready to stand up here and call it out. Like y'all think, sin is sin. Come on now. And Jesus is the redeemer of sin. Uh, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, he's faithful to forgive and save you. Come on now. But you got to understand, you got to say the name. Come on now. You can't come to him and just say whatever you want to say. You've got to understand that his name is Jesus Christ. Come on now. He's not the man upstairs. I know that's what other people say. He's not just the higher power. Come Come on now, the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Come on now, his name is Jesus. Come on now, Jesus of Nazareth. Come on now, Jesus who died on the cross. Jesus who was buried. Jesus who was raised, who, who, who rose in three days. Come on now, with all power in his hand. His name is Jesus, not this, not that, whatever you want to call it. His name is Jesus, J-E-S-U-S spells Jesus. Come on now. You're going to have to say the name. You're going to have to bow to the name. You're going to have to give in to the name. If you really want to experience the power of God in your life, open up your mouth and just say, Jesus. Come on now. What do you do, pastor? When the opposition is rising up against you, come on now. 
Here it is as I close. Keep it moving. Come on now. Don't, 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 don't give in to the, to the fear and intimidation. Come on now. Remember, you already have 5,000 that believe. Come on now. So when you get out, you already got a following. Come on now. Don't, don't, don't mess up now. Come on now. Don't abort the process of being brought before your accusers. When given the opportunity, speak the truth. Come on now. Speak Jesus. Declare Jesus. Come on now. Tell the story of Jesus. Don't tell your own story, but lean on the name of Jesus. Don't succumb and give way to their threats. And all you got to do at the end, when you're confronted with momentum that is being fueled and multiplied over time by God, and, and it's being uh, confronted with the opposition of those who want to accuse you and stop you, you got to keep it moving. Come on now. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. Come on now. Come on now. I'll let you judge. Uh, uh, for we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. When they had threatened them further, they let them go, finding no basis on which to punish them on the account of the people because they were all glorifying God for what had happened. This is why we can't stop. Why? Because 5,000 believed. Come on now. 20 believed. 5 believed. 3 believed. Whoever's believing what you're saying, don't give up now because why? We can't stop now. Come on, lift your hands. The enemy wants you to stop. I don't know who you are. The enemy wants you to stop today. The enemy wants you to give up today. The enemy has you on trial right now. But if you will just be bold enough to stand trial, to sit in the chair and not plead the fifth. Come on now. When the enemy brings you to trial, come on now. Don't plead the fifth. Come on now. Open up your mouth and declare Jesus. Open up your mouth and declare the gospel. Open up your mouth and shout out the name of Jesus. Why? Because in the end, they will not find any fault. Why? Because the people, the majority have said that what they are doing is true. We can't stop now. The power to stand. What do you do? Momentum is fueled by a series of wins. Don't stop now. Keep it moving. Come on. Let's get ready to worship. Let's get ready to pray. I'll be back to pray with you to close it out after this moment. God bless. What an amazing moment in worship today. The power to stand. Momentum that is fueled by a series of wins. Look at the scripture. They're winning. You're winning. In every moment, in every move of God, we must anticipate and expect that there will be opposition that comes to slow us down, that comes to bring fear and intimidation, that brings us before trial, that brings us before our accusers. Our job is to never bow or to compromise to the threat of not preaching Jesus. Our job is to stand in the place. We, we can see that Peter understood that his assignment 
was to never deny Jesus ever again. If I get a chance to, 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 to redeem myself, Peter redeems himself in the court. He preaches Jesus. He says that it was you who crucified him, but God who raised him up. The power to stand. Pastor G, what do I do? You got to keep moving. You can't stop now. You, 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 you got to keep going because it's not going to get easy. The, the, the road is going to become hard and difficult and strenuous. We, we can see all the way down in chapter number seven where, where Stephen loses his life. Come on now. And then you can see where Paul comes and he begins to persecute the church all because of 120 people. It started in an upper room. I want to encourage you today. Keep it moving. I want to stand here today and just simply congratulate my spiritual daughter, Carrie Felder. I remember when she first started school, Tracy, and she got two associate's degrees. She never stopped. A single mom, can I just talk about you, Carrie? A single mom working her job. Two beautiful children in the middle of a pandemic. She graduates at the top of her class. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Opposition hit your life, daughter, but you kept on going. I'm looking at Joya. I'm watching you. You're keeping on going. I'm watching you. I'm watching you guys. I'm, I, I, I'm watching the Tigers' children. Come on now. They're still going. Keep on going, y'all. Sarai and Morgan and David, keep on going. Come on now. Don't give up now. I, I, I'm talking to my children. Jordan, don't stop now. I'm talking to you now. The move and the hand of God is on your life. Don't give up. The enemy is always late. He should have caught you before you started. But because I started, God's going to give me grace to finish. Keep on moving. I love you. I appreciate you. Congratulations to all of our graduates. Pastor loves you guys. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Peace.